Welcome back to the Get More Podcast, where we're going to get you more money, more marketing, more business strategy, more community, and just more of the good stuff that you need in your life every day. All right, y'all, welcome on back. So we are still kicking off Manifestation May, literally my favorite thing to talk about because manifestation will change your freaking life. You might not even realize how it's going to change your life because you're going to set an intention and one day, oh my gosh, it's going to happen. You're not going to have any idea how you got from point A to point B, but you told the universe and here we are, which is you know, another way that I got all of my guests, I set the intention, I made the post, and I pulled in just the right people. So I am super excited for us to be chatting today. I've got Miss Robin on here. And if you just want to tell us your story, who you are, how you got here, tell me all the fun things about you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. This is actually my first time on a podcast. So cheers to doing the things and getting out of your comfort zone. Um, yeah, my story um, kind of is like this like journey of becoming and empowerment. That's really what uh, I stand for. And my entire business and uh, goals in the future are all around that. And I went through so much in my life and I wanted to take that and turn it into something wonderful. And it all actually kind of started a few years ago uh, after a car accident. And I was pretty roughed up. I ended up getting diagnosed with fibromyalgia, concussion, lots of like strains, sprains. And I went from, you know, running like Tough Mudder and modeling, working in cosmetics to looking at canes and being off work not knowing what to do with my life, pretty much. <laughs> it was an ego death of all kinds. And then I started meditating and searching for deeper levels of healing. That was such an incredible journey. Like I sought out energetic healers, uh, different specialists in the medical field. I went through the entire like Western medical system, medications, <laughs> specialist testing, didn't really get any answers there. So I had to kind of face the fact that the healing was going to come from within and it was going to be my decision. And that's what kind of birthed this like new me, new beginning, and my desire to help others who had been in the places I had been. And it was so cool because not only did I reach healing on like a physical level because I'm doing so much better now, but it was the spiritual that kind of, um, emerged in this experience. And I started having lots of cool dreams and they would happen and I would meet peoples and have these synchronicities and all this magic started happening in my life. And I had to like really sit with the fact and understand that the car accident didn't happen to me. It happened for me. And it was a redirection in life for me to step onto the path that um, was going to be me stepping into like leadership and, and being a teacher of, of all that I'd learned. So my business now uh, involves like inner child healing and I do psychic readings and I love doing those so much and helping people see, you know, the energies that are in their life now and how they can create the best future. It's, it's manifestation as well and, and helping people, yeah, see the goal. Let's move those limitations. Let's put it all aside and let's go for it so you can get it. And I have so many 
magical stories of this journey. And it's just, yeah, blossomed into this uh, completely new uh, vision. I just uh, came up with the name a few weeks ago, The Empowerment Witch, and I've rebranded as that. And so here I am today <laughs> in <think> a nutshell. <laughs> I'm, I like frantically wrote ego death and I like circled it like six times because that's so that's such a massive thing when you have wrapped essentially like what your identity was into different things for so long and we're going to shout out the doing a tough mother mother is so badass because I I look at them all the time and I'm like nope I will I will actually drown in the mud I can't I cannot do it so you were out here just like yeah I was doing that that's incredible and just so many things that you were before because there are there are unfortunately so many people who will end up in accidents like that who will not come out of it in the way that you have they will stay in that they were injured and they're going to be sick and they're not going to be able to do all of these things. And you took that, realized that you weren't going to be able to necessarily go back to your old life, do what you did. And you did so much healing to move past that and to go forward. You were like, I'm just going to reinvent myself. Essentially. I'm going to find who I am at my core. And you really got to kind of come into that and, it's an awful way in a lot of sense to have to have been in a car accident to do it and have that really like traumatic experience to find yourself. But if you can find yourself outside of that, if you're listening, I highly recommend trying, but you've clearly thr thrived moving forward into a place of helping people with that. So I really want to honor that because that's super, that's super exciting because a lot of people will just stay in that kind of like suck pained experience of not knowing for the rest of their lives just sad it is really sad actually i remember this one day where i was seeing a psychologist and he asked me how i was dealing with the fact that i was going to be like this for the rest of my life and it just like i just remember sitting there and being like no, I'm not. That's not true at all. <laughs> and um, he almost kind of looked at me like I was in denial. And I was like, no, no, you know what? We're done here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing this with you anymore. And I don't accept that. And I went home and I had to sit with that and think, I'm like, oh, okay. Am I going to be like this forever? I was like, but I could feel in my soul. I was like, absolutely not. Like I was 28 years old. I had two children. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't give in. I can't throw in the, the towel now. I'm like, no, no. Like, how do I, how do I get from, you know, well, fibromyalgia, that's a lot of pain. I was having trouble walking. I'd be in bed for like days and days at a time. Needles up the neck from the whiplash I was getting. Like it was, it was brutal. It was brutal and it was really painful. And I made a commitment to myself in that day when I realized no, absolutely not. This, this is not a life sentence. I, I don't care what the diagnosis says. I don't care what the cases say or the science. I do not care. That's not for me. And from that day forward, I started envisioning my life as if I was healthy. I decided, you know what? No, like I'm not even going to say that 
I have blank. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they diagnosed me with fibromyalgia, but that's fine. I don't own it. That's not mine, right? And that distinction was everything to me. And I was able, like when I would try to go for walks around the block and it would hurt, I'm like, okay, well, how does a six figure Robin walk? You know, starting to envision myself like having like this empire and, and this like super fit body. And even though I didn't feel like it, I try to step into that energy of it. And it was just day by day and it was messy. It was hard. It was a lot of tears, but like, I've been able to start lifting weights, go for runs, hikes. Like I'm starting to live that. I started a business, right. When I was looking at being on disability for the rest of my life, I was like, no, I can't do that. I'm I'm still going to create, I'm going to defy the expectations everybody has about this and prove to myself that no matter what I can reach it. And it was actually another, there was this quote I heard on a podcast and it was, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. And in the first year after, you know, I was trying to navigate life like this, I would say, I can't do that because I have this and I can't do it because, or you should feel sorry for me because, and I really, it was like, I was fighting for my pain and for what I couldn't do. And I had to really um, come to terms with, with that. And that like, we can become addicted to our emotions. And I was like, well, how is this pain serving me? And it kind of actually led me down this trail of like codependency and these patterns I had had in my life. And I just wanted to take like radical ownership and that is like, no, I don't need anybody's sympathy. And I'm going to do (laughs) this no matter what. And yeah, the whole energy shift um, and learning uh, manifestation. I'm like, this works for health too. This, This is so much more than just, you know, it's fun to manifest the material items, which I've manifested lots of and I'm super excited about, but it was health for me. It was this, this new vision and this like badass boss bitch that I'm like, I don't care what life handed me. I am turning this into magic. And it has been, and I wake up every single day inspired and excited and just like revved up to, to create more of this momentum and, and help others who were in places like I was, where it did feel really hopeless or even life was completely out of alignment and unfulfilling. I was like, no, you can have it all. You can have it all. And that lights me up. Yes. The reframing aspect of it that yes, you have this diagnosis, but that's not who you are. It is something that is It is a part of you, but it does not define you. It is not a true limitation. Obviously, you have been able to push past it, work through it, create around it instead of sinking into this is going to be my life forever. There's no way out. And I just want, yeah, people to feel bad for you. Uh, Like be in that victimhood mindset because sometimes it is just easier to be the victim in our lives and I speak on that from years of personal experience of making myself the victim in all sorts of situations so that I wouldn't have to own any of my own actions or own 
like why I wasn't succeeding in life, why I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to, because I was like, it's going to be too hard and I can't do that. And I'm not the right person for that. And all of these things, instead of taking that radical ownership and being in the space of fuck, yeah, I can do that. Yes. I'm going to figure out how to do it. I'm going to find a way as opposed to finding every way in which it won't work. And whenever you're looking for a way to make something happen, depending on how you want to go into it, you'll find the right evidence for it. If you think that you're going to succeed, you're going to find a way to do it. If you think you're going to fail, you're going to find all of the ways to fail and you'll never find what you're actually looking for on the other side. And that's not to say that you won't fail in your successes, but you're at least trying different things. And that's so so freaking important to make that commitment to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And like a special note on like, even if you fail, because I tried so many different things to get to where I am. I created so many different business models. Um, I tried all the supplements. I went to all the people and there was days where I felt like throwing throwing in the towel and saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. I've tried everything. I've tried everything. But then you kind of like, that's for me when like I work with spirit and I feel like I've been so held in this experience because that's when I would just throw my hands up. I'm like, I need help. I need help. (laughs) And, and I don't know what to do. And I can't do this all on my own. Like I am willing to be led. Please show me the way. And then like that, the person would come in or I would hear something on a podcast or a lyric or even just have some like intuitive nudge to like reach out to a specific person at a certain time. And then, you know, before I knew it, I was back on the path and I'm like, I, I know in my heart, I just have to keep believing. And that's where I started understanding that faith isn't just, well, I hope it'll happen. It's like when you feel like it won't is holding on to that and having that deep surrender and and leaps of faith. One of the um, most impactful things that has happened kind of on this healing journey of mine is I remember I was at this, like, it was called like a divine communication circle. And uh, we were all like learning to like meditate and like give messages to each other. And the host of it, her name's Kirsten. She's such an angel. Um, asked me if I wanted to be part of her mentorship program. And I, part of me was like, yes, this sounds amazing. But the cost of it was, um, I'd never spent money on myself before. I wasn't, ne- I wasn't used to that. It was always like, ah, I'm not important enough for that. <laughs> I have to spend money on the kids. I have to do this. I have to do that. So I was like really hesitant and it was even pretty cheap. It was a beta program. But at that point I had so many limiting beliefs about filling out my own cup. And I, I, didn't do it. But there was this like a huge part of me that really wanted to. And I hummed and I hot over it. And the day was coming where I had to make a decision. And I had pretty much decided, no, no, I'm not going to do it. But I'm about to go for a walk outside of my back door. And I just hear in this voice, it's like, you should ask for a sign. And I just, I'm like, oh, that was a funny thought. Okay. All right, universe. If I'm supposed to do this course, send me something I have never seen before. And I just left it at that and I walked outside and I was about to go up the back gate for a walk in the bush, but then I got distracted by my little herb garden. And I go over and I start picking up some old um, bay leaves and 
before I knew it, I looked down at my shirt and there's this like really big bug on me. And it was um, like reddish and almost turquoise. And it kind of looked like a grasshopper. And I was like, what is this? And I like shoo it off me because I'm terrified of bugs. And it's actual, it's a real bug <laughs> in Ontario. It's called a red banded leafhopper, which I found out they're just not super common in the area, but they, they are there. Um, but in that moment, I'm like, I realized I'm like, I've never seen anything like that before. And then it was like light bulb. I'm like, that's my sign. I got it like so fast, but I had that clear knowing that I had to sign up and I had to take a leap of faith and that it was going to be okay. And I was being guided. And it was in that 12 week mentorship, my life completely changed. I learned how to dream. I learned um, like about my limiting beliefs, about forgiveness, about like doing good for others and giving back and the energy of like giving and receiving and everything about me from that, from the beginning of that course to the ending I was a different person. And suddenly that's when I realized like, oh, I'm going to do such big things in my business. And it was actually this one exercise that I'll pass on to all of you. Um, that is so life-changing that um, Kirsten taught me. And it was, if I could do, be, have, give, or create anything in the world, if money, time, people, if there was like no restrictions whatsoever, no limitations, what would that actually look like? And I found myself writing like down like, well, I want to have a book one day. Like I want to write that. But I actually had like some like internal guilt, my stomach nodded. And I was like, oh, I have limiting beliefs about my ability to do this. And every time I would like courageously write something down that was so big, um, I would have that thought that may come up, which was an invitation to address it. I would get through it, get clarity. And it was on paper. And I'm like, oh my goodness, my vision gets bigger every single time I sit and write it down. And slowly, like the stuff I was writing down, um, like last year, it's all coming to fruition now. It's blowing my mind. <laughs> and I'm just so excited for, I'm like, Wow, when I write stuff down now, like I like there is no limitations whatsoever. Like I go big and it just feels like the bigger it gets, the better it gets and the better it gets and then the better I get. And yeah, it's like the secret is dreaming big. So everyone out there, don't be afraid to dream so big. <laughs> everyone I always talk to, myself included, it's always about coming back to that that dreaming, like having those dreams because somewhere, and from what I have like put together, it usually starts like when we're like up to age 10, we're really, really encouraged to dream and think big and have all of these crazy ideas. And then for a lot of people, like from 10, like the focus starts to shift. It starts to be, well, can you really do that? Like, that's not very practical. What are you learning that's going to help you do this practical thing? How are you going to get a job, go to college, do all these things? And so you start limiting your dreaming. Because I certainly did not dream the way I do now for any of my college experience whatsoever. Even, even getting out of college and not 
really knowing what the heck I was doing. I wasn't like dreaming and being like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I have all these dreams. I didn't, I didn't have crap dreams. I was just like, I just need to be able to pay rent this month. I, yeah, I'm just trying to pay rent and not die. That's, that was literally my baseline experience. And now my life is, okay, I know I'm going to pay rent. What am I dreaming about? But it was something I had to reteach myself because when you start writing down your dreams, you, at least for me, I had been so trained as that's not possible for me. I'm not the kind of person who can have that. There's no way that this will ever work out for me. Even though I would see other people around me, I'd see people online doing all these things that I wanted to do, but it was always they could do it, not me. So relearning how to dream and then follow those is hard. And even just writing that down, it feels it's scary being like, what do I actually want? Is the scariest shit ever. Like journaling is life-changing in every way, shape and form. Getting it on, there's just something that happens when you write something down or even put it in a note on your phone. Cause I definitely do that. Cause I don't always have paper when I'm out and about, but writing down what it is that you're dreaming, what you actually want and what's, what your life you want it to look like. It, it changes how you view your entire life because you can assess the fact that you're not living that life and it gets your brain and the universe starting to think, well, how can you get that life? Well, what can, what can shift? What can move? What can you do? And it's not all going to happen at once. Probably it might. So some things just happen, but you have to know what the heck you even want or else you're never going to be able to get it. You have to be able to define what you want for your life because it's it's your life. You you are the only one stuck inside your own brain. You are the only person that ultimately you are stuck with forever. It is it is you and your brain and your soul and your spirit and this is your experience on this human earth thing in our fleshy little meat sacks just hanging out that's that's what we're doing it's a dream dream big yep and I found um some of the biggest progress I made was in like the tiny tiny micro movements because sometimes so you've done this work you've written down your dreams and you're like well now what well now what right and then I was like, well, you know, if I had all this, I think I would celebrate a lot more often. I would be a lot more happier. So in the morning, it's like, okay, well, what are my non-negotiables every day? Like, well, I probably dance every day in the morning to like get into that vibe. And, hmm, you know, it's like maybe giving myself a hug and just like congratulating myself every day. And it's like starting to live in that energy. And it's like just by doing those little things, showing up for yourself, saying no to, you know, people, places, things. And that can be uncomfortable. So like, I love, I love all the wonderful stuff about uh, manifestation and like chasing your goals, but it has been hard sometimes. And I want to like hold some space for that too, to be like, Hey, you know what? It's okay if you're having a really crappy day and you need to put on some Netflix and eat some popcorn and not get out of bed all day too. Like really listening to yourself and your needs and honoring that because you're number one, you're so important. And to give yourself the space to go through the motions, even when it comes to saying no to someone that can trigger a lifetime of wounds 
that, you know, you have. So make sure you have support because healing is manifestation, you know, listening to our inner child, holding them, giving, giving them a voice and letting, letting the, the experience like happen naturally, not being like, it all just has to be good. Well, no, it's like, things will come up. They're like, we're human here. (laughs) You know, sometimes you got to go for a drive and like crank up the tunes and yell in your car, sing as loud as you can and like, let it out. Or one thing that's been really helpful for me too. And it's like, maybe I have a day where I have like really funky thoughts about money. Um, So what I've learned to do is like write down all the money worries I'm having, all the stress I'm having about it, like get it down on paper. Sometimes we can be afraid of expressing the bad because we're afraid we're going to manifest it. But hey, if it's in our subconscious anywhere, it's already there. So don't be afraid of it. Give it a voice, talk to your fear and express it. That is so healing. That is so, so healing is putting it down, letting it out, letting it breathe and then rewriting it. Like, hey, yeah, I do feel this way um right now and cool you know what that maybe this fear is like this is my way of loving myself right now and giving giving that space so that you can rewrite the new story and be like hey I know you're here thank you so much I love you you know maybe at one point like we weren't safe and it wasn't okay to to feel this way or think this way or the situation wasn't right and I didn't know better but I do now and I am safe here and now and it is okay and rewriting that story is so empowering and that's kind of like stepping into like uh that higher self is like giving yourself bold permission and like yeah owning it taking control you're not a victim to circumstance and it's like no I create this and I'm going to keep creating better and better and better and I'm going to love myself along the way no matter what it looks like because we're human and being human is messy. And that's really cool. That is like the gem of the experience. Let's say in the messiest, craziest, chaotic times in my life where I felt like, why is this happening to me? That is like my treasure chest now that I will pull from to help other people, to help myself even. I'm like, okay, I know what this circumstance is. And I pull out that little wisdom, the lesson I learned. And I'm like, this is gold. This is alchemy. (laughs) This is the you know permission to do it another way and yeah like reframing it all and uh yeah I'll hand it over to you <laughs> rewriting so your much story rewriting your stories is sometimes so hard because there's so many things that we go through in life that are in a lot of essences outside of our control how other people treat us situations that we had, especially when we were kids, when everything was essentially out of our control. And instead of just living in, well, I didn't have any control over that. Therefore, I don't have any control over what I do with my life. And I am this way because of all of these things. And if you're not taking those things and being, yes, those things happened to me and they made me who I am. And that is a stronger person. That is a more empathetic person I know I had a garbage childhood tons and tons of like abuse and trauma which has made me such an empathetic person and there was a long time 
that I really, really hated that about myself because I don't really, I, I would always take on everybody else's feelings and I had no boundaries. And then starting to do the, like the inner child healing work and creating boundaries where I could work through my trauma. And then I'm able to hold space for people so much more now where I can empathize and I can support and I can be there for people. And I would not be able to do that uh, in the way that I can if that shit hadn't happened to me. And it was awful and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And I hope no other people have to deal with it, but it's a fact that that was, that was my story. And I'm taking all that negativity and being like, nope, I'm going to do, I'm going to do good things with that. I'm going to share those stories and make people know that they're not alone and encourage people and share all of those different things because yeah they were bad things but I'm taking ownership of that those things happened to me they don't have to be who I am for the rest of my life they were already a huge part of my life when I was a kid and when I was in my 20s and I'm like I ain't living that life now. Mm -mm. I get to make these decisions. And there's, yeah, there's definitely like hard days where I'm just crying hysterically on my couch over like nothing. I mean, I can probably find the reason, but sometimes emotions are just heavy and shitty and you have to feel that. And I used to have a lot of shame about that where I wouldn't tell anybody when I was upset. I would just front and like, I'm the strongest person ever and I have no weakness while like hysterically, you know, alone drinking myself into a hole alone being like, I'm so strong, but I wasn't. And honoring that space for myself to be able to be, to acknowledge I'm having a bad day. I have these feelings and just accepting those feelings and being like, it's okay that I feel this way. I'm safe to feel this way is, has been such, has been such a game changer to like feel safe in myself to have those emotions because a lot of people are not told that they are safe in their emotions, which is stupid and miserable for all people involved. You are safe in your emotions. And it's just so, it's so important to incorporate that just into our, into our lives that we our happy emotions are just as valid as our sad emotions. They are, they are parts of us. They are how we experience the world and they enhance our experiences because if you never knew how to, if you never had sad things, how would you know when something is just like blissfully joyful? If you didn't know things could be hard, how would you ever know how easy certain situations are? So we always have to have those things and I don't want them to be like 50 50 like I want there to be more happy than sad of course but knowing that those things are going to come up knowing that we're going to have those experiences is is yeah just part of being alive we are humans not trees we are humans we have to deal with this shit sign me up to be a tree if I can figure that out I might <laughs> I might really that I'll tree so life, tall. though <laughs> I could be so tall I don't see any like short like even the short trees are taller than I am so I would be golden as a tree yes I could just sit in the sun all day being a tree would be great yeah, tree people they're pretty cool they are <laughs> hug a tree <laughs> all the time um, yeah so how do you kind of deal with 
self-doubt in all of this because there's so much work, but when you're, you know, stepping into creating these new business structures, when you're moving past all of that, what are some of your kind of like big, how do you deal with self-doubt tips? Mm. Well, self-doubt likes to come knocking at my door. Um, but I think I kind of welcome it because I think it's just like a reminder that I'm scared sometimes. And that, that just comes from that very loving part of me that's trying to protect myself. So I say, Hey, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you're, you, I get that you're here, but you're going to have to take a backseat over there because, uh, you know, fear, false evidence appearing real. I know that I'm afraid to do these things. I know that I'm afraid I might fall on my face and really embarrass myself, but I'm never going to get anywhere if I don't take a chance. Right. And that's, that's getting really comfortable with being uncomfortable. And yeah, when those little thoughts come up being like, who are you to do this? Or why you're going to butcher that topic. Right. Um, I just say, thanks. No, thanks. Like, I, I get that you're here, but like, I'm actually amazing and I'm going to do a kick-ass job and whatever comes out of my mouth is magical. So <laughs> I'm just going to own it and step into the energy of like, I have my shit together and I can do this. I'm going to do this. And nobody who started doing these things started out perfect. You know, it's, they started messy. They maybe their videos weren't great. You know, maybe they st- like I heard a story of somebody who has like an empire of a business and she started it on her phone for the first year. Everything was done on her phone. It wasn't perfect. And it's taking off this mask of perfection, which I'm so guilty of wearing for so long. It helped me back because it's like, mm, I'll start it when uh, say my background is perfect and it looks Instagram worthy to do a video. Right. Or I'll, I'll start it when I have this equipment, but it's like, no, start it today. It doesn't have to be perfect. It does not. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to be perfectly healed to help people with healing. You don't have to, you know, make the six figures a year to start your business, right? <laughs> or to, to help lead others. Like we're all starting from somewhere and giving ourselves permission to be like, you know what? We start somewhere. And we only get there if we're by, by being willing to be seen by seeing failure as success and flipping all these things on, on its head. Like, yeah, like there, there's no perfect way to do it. You just got to start. You got to jump off that cliff and have some faith in yourself. And yeah, even, even if it doesn't work the first time, you keep going and you keep going and you keep going because that's where the magic is. And sometimes it's like, right when you feel like giving up, like that's when it's going to happen for you. That's the moment where it's like, you hold strong, you keep going and you try again and you try again. And I promise you, the, every step you take is a step closer towards the, your dream, your goals. What's, what's right for you in your life. And it's funny too, because you know your vision changes so much as you go. Like the stuff that I wanted a year ago is so different from what I want now. So I also like don't hold on too tightly to my plans. I like to be like in the flow. And sometimes like I have, I'll put stuff on a vision board and I'm like, I love it. But then I wake up like one day and I'm like, everything needs to become down. I have to redo it. (laughs) I remember feeling guilty in that too. I'm like, I put so much work into this vision board. 
but the energy shifted. It's like, that's, it's like, all right, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going and I'm going to flow with it. And sorry, I kind of went off there. Self-doubt. <laughs> I, I love it. It's so the idea that we are safe and that fear is just basically our ego trying to be like, let's stay safe. Let's stay safe. And reminding yourself all along the way that like you are safe, you are safe to do this because what's the worst case scenario is literally not doing it and having to live with the fact that you didn't even try and you might not live with that regret in the moment. You might not even live with it in a couple weeks, but later on down when you're looking back and your life has been the exact same and you're unsatisfied and unhappy and wondering where all of the time went because time is the most precious commodity in the entire world because you can't get it back everything else you can get back money you can have different relationships you can have different things you can have all of that stuff but you will never get back that time you you cannot go back in time. And if somebody's got a time machine, please let me know. I have places to go, but you, you can't ever get that time back. So it is better to be failing forward in pursuit of things that will fulfill you and make you happy and what your actual dreams are rather than just staying in what is comfortable at the time when you're really actually so comfortable being discontent that you don't know that like oh maybe there'll be a little bit of discomfort but then there will be so much more it's it's that opening the door it's your hand is on the handle you just have to open the door and maybe it's a really really fucking heavy door and you don't know how you're going to open it but you have to open the door and just be like this is great just jump out of the airplane y'all like just just jump out of the airplane with a parachute you'll figure it out on the way down I hope you'll figure it out. Jump into that. <laughs> um, so if you can go back and hang out with uh, you on your 18th birthday, you know, the day when we become fully formed adults and we obviously have all of it figured out because, you know, we're 18, we're adults. We got it all together now. What would you tell her? Mm, well, I would give her a hug to start. <laughs> And I would just tell her that uh, I would talk to her about boundaries. <laughs> it would be like, number one, girl, we're going to sit down here. We're going to write down some boundaries. And this, uh, well, I heard it called the disease to please, like that people pleasing um, doormat. You know, I was afraid to say no. Right. And it, um, it cost me a lot of my yeah, energy, we'll say, um, and power back then. And that's, that's what I would give her, I would give her the gift of boundaries. You know, like, all right, girl, we're going to do an inventory of your boundaries and with money, with people, with relationships, with sex, like, all of that stuff, we would put it out. And that would be number one. It's like, all right. All right, we got this. I think that's, that's the foundation. That's number one. And uh, that's what I would do. <laughs> perfect because sometimes I know I had so much fucking guilt when I started to set boundaries when I started to tell people for years for over a decade I think I slept with my phone volume on 
and I lived in different parts of the country. So my time zones were really jacked up, but I was available 24 hours a day. If somebody texted me at two 30 in the morning, even if it had, if it wasn't important, literally not like they were just like awake because they were out and they just wanted somebody to talk to It did not matter to me. I would wake up. I was available 24 hours a day for people. There was, there was no such thing as saying no. When I was working, my bosses knew and they took full advantage of it. So they were like, can you work today? They'd call me and be like, can you be here in like 30 minutes? Can you pick up this shift? Can you stay late? Can you do this and that? And I was like, I don't know how to say no. Of course, yeah, of course. Like that will make their life easier and completely fuck me for trying to do school. So I just like didn't sleep. There were years, years where I would wake up on Sunday mornings knowing full well I would not go to sleep again until Tuesday evening because my schedule between school and work and the theater program that I was doing was so packed that there was no way I could get like all of my schoolwork done in time. And I was like, this is normal. This is fine. Sleep is stupid. And I had no boundaries. And I, anytime I tried to tell somebody no, I had so much guilt. I just felt so shitty. I was like, I'm letting everyone down and they're not going to like me. And I'm going to ruin this relationship because I'm not present 100%. And I still kind of struggle with it, but I also don't sleep with my phone on loud anymore at all. And I have like working hours and I have hours with my husband and I have these things, but it took me over my whole and half my adult life to implement that. And it's because we don't want to upset people. We want to be, we want to make people happy and calling it a disease to please. I should just get that tattooed on my head. Just like, (laughs) I should have so many like really good things just tattooed on my face. Just like, don't people please like just do the thing, take messy action. But creating boundaries, 10 out of 10. 18 year old me, she needs that shit. Yeah, that needs to be taught in school. (laughs) Yeah, nobody taught me how to set a boundary in school. They were like, do this, 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 and this. And I was like, okay, perfect, awesome. Yeah, I can do that. I can do all of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sure. And then, because you would you would see people who didn't do those things, who created kind of like the kids who created their own boundaries. They were like, I'm not, I'm literally not going to do this, that, or the other thing. They were just like, I'm not, I don't have time for that. I'm not doing it. They would get in trouble. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to get in trouble. You're so scared of it. Nothing bad has happened since I set boundaries. Literally nothing. My friends have never gotten mad about me setting boundaries. They're just like, okay, well, you'll talk to me tomorrow. None of it. In work, I have set business hours. No one's ever mad at me if I don't reply to an email after like 7 p.m. It's never happened. So all of the worst case scenarios that I thought would happen have never happened. So just try out, like test a boundary, just, just implement it and then see what happens. And if those people don't respect your boundaries, find new people or implement them harder. So there's always that. And those that might have a problem with it, because I did come across people that were so used to, you know, quiet people, pleasey Robin, if they don't like your boundary or they're uncomfortable from it, it's because they benefited from you not having any. So yeah, like that has been a big experience for me. Um, So having grace with like being okay with letting go of, you know, sometimes different people and and situations and 
things like that, because I found like every time I kind of like up leveled, my boundaries would change and the people around me would end up changing because of that. And it's, it's this just like journey with being okay with, yeah, setting it high and being like, okay, I'm just not available for this type of behavior or those comments or whatever it is in, in any area of your life has, has been really powerful. That's like such a huge part of my story is like that, the, the letting go of, yeah, actually my, my last relationship, we, we parted ways, uh, because I had to learn boundaries and I became very outspoken by the end of it. And I decided to pursue my goals and my dreams and, you know, started saying no to different things. I, I previously would have just been fine with. Um, but you know, I have so much love for the experience, but it was through growing boundaries that I actually had to close a door in my life that I wasn't in alignment with anymore. So very, very powerful, not always easy to do can be really easy as well, but so necessary. And it was definitely, it's like giving yourself that gift of authenticity because then people can see you clearly and you can see others too. And then for me, I used to hate getting no's and rejection, but now it's like, yes, you have boundaries. <laughs> I get excited by no's. <laughs> it's like you get to set the standard. How you allow people to treat you is how they are going to treat you, which is not uh, something that I implemented in any of my previous relationships, literally until like I got married. Well, while we were like dating and like well into it and I stopped kind of, like I started creating like actual boundaries and he was like, okay, sure, fine. Cause he had lots of boundaries. He was really good about creating boundaries. Like he was, I learned a lot of things from my husband about boundaries because he, he only makes time for the things that he wants to make time for. And I learned a lot of that from him. So when I started creating boundaries, he was on board with it because he's like, yeah, of course, just why wouldn't you do just the things that you want to do? Yeah. Only say no, only say yes to the things you want to do. Of course. Like it was a no brainer to him. And I was just like, oh my God, you can do this. And people won't like hate you. I could not have set any boundaries in any relationship that I was in before. And it's when you set what standard you want, they will treat you as such because they're not going to treat you or they should treat you better than you expect. Like any people, any like dating relationships, friendships, even business relationships, they should treat you really well, just standard. But if you've set the bar really low and they don't even have to try, they're probably not going to go out of their way to do it. They're just, they are only going to rise to the level that you accept and what you accept Whatever you tolerate is what you're accepting into your life. So set the bar high. Those people will find you. Those people will come into your life because you are attracting those people. This is the quality that you want. Those are the quality people that you're going to get. And super, super important because my circle of friends now is totally different than anybody that I could have ever imagined. And I love it. Like empowering people dreaming yes give me all of it give me them badass bitches doing their shit i'm here for it <laughs> so we are recording this about halfway through may 2021 so what are you most looking forward to for the rest of this year uh what do you have going on what are you excited about 
Wow. I am so excited for the rest of this year. I'm actually just moving into uh, my new place on June 1st. So it's a huge new beginning. Um, yeah, like officially like really launching my business. I'm about to start my podcast, the Empowerment Witch podcast. You can find me at Instagram. <laughs> um, so, so excited to um, begin this journey. And like, really, I'm just gonna like jump off that cliff and go and it's the most exciting thing. And I'm just so excited for all the people that I'm going to meet and the connections that I'm going to make. And it's like more and more of my soul tribe coming in and uh, yeah, like starting to align with people that, you know, instead of like going out for a night of partying, like I would have years ago, we're going to like, like write down our goals and like, you know, have like that mastermind energy where we're like, all right, like, you do this and you do this and I can, I, you, you know, I see this vision for you and you like lift each other up and inspire each other and having that kind of energy around me really lights me up um, to be able to show up just as me. So yeah, just excited for this whole package of like new, <laughs> new empowered and um, on fire. <laughs> Yeah, I love that because I used to get tequilas on Thursdays and now I have like Zoom meetings with my accountability group and we talk about our wins for the week and successes and support each other. And it's and it's a whole it's a whole different ball game when you are with like-minded people. And I'm just super excited for all of those people to find you, to get into your container for your podcast, which I will have all of the info for you in the show notes so people can connect with you on Instagram, Facebooks, and get all of the info for uh, what you're launching next so that they can find you and enjoy you because this has been an absolute pleasure. I am, I'm so ready to go manifest some more stuff, do, do all the things. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here today and uh, yeah, having this container for so much uh, magic and amazing talks. This was phenomenal and I'm so thankful. Mm -hmm.